Hello, everybody. Welcome to season one. This is a podcast where we recap the first season of an iconic television series. Feeling especially poignant here is the Writers Guild and SAG are currently on strike here in Los yeah. Angeles and New York and anywhere where they are. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about, about some of those folks who are on strike because they are the actors and the writers of the OC. And that is the show we are recapping here on season one. And you are Kate Spencer, and I am oh, Dori yeah. Shafrir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are doing this as a Patreon exclusive. This show is a journey. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's because it's 20 years old, or if it's because I've never seen it, or if it's because it's kind of good. But I I was really taken for a ride on this episode. And I'm trying to was not it get a- ahead of- Joyride in a stolen car? (laughs) Dory. (laughs) Dory is referencing basically the inciting incident of this entire series Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in which Ryan, who I want to call Ben because of the act, like I haven't learned his name yet. I'm struggling to learn the characters' names on this show. There are so many of them. There are a lot. There are a lot. And and like the bulk of them are horrible. So It's a a sprawling cast, I would say. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I just am like, what is this guy's name? I know he's the heartthrob. I know I'm supposed to care about him. But in my brain, he is Ben, which is the actor's name. But I think on the show, he's Ryan. Am I right? Yes, he is Ryan. Now, Kate, should we remind everyone where we left off? Yes, Dory. We have Ryan, who's been arrested for stealing a car with his brother. He's underage. He's 16, I guess. Yeah, 16. The mom, Mrs. Cohen, doesn't want Ryan staying at the house. Kirsten. And so she's, what's her name? Kirsten. Kirsten. Mm-hmm. So she said to her husband, Sandy, this kid's got to go. Yeah. And Marissa Cooper, the next door neighbor, is already kind of in love with him. And he helped her get home while she was very drunk at a party. Yes. And Seth, their son is not happy about losing this like built-in cool best friend slash sort of brother. And everybody is wearing a piece of questionable jewelry that was cool in the early aughts. Totally. So this brings us to the beginning of episode two, where we learn that Ryan is, Ryan is gonna have to leave the Coens. They're gonna take him to child services and he's probably gonna go into a group home. Yes, and just like we've seen so far, the exposition and the writing on this show is very detailed. So it's like, what will happen to Ryan? Well, his options will be the foster care system, though most teens don't get played. Like it's just, they really lay out (laughs) in detail what could happen so that we, we are fully informed, which you know what? I appreciate, but basically Ryan is Ryan is headed toward a group home. Seth is upset and And there's a last really, supper. Yep. There's a last supper. Where Kirsten uh, Ryan, gets sort of like gently mocked for never oh, cooking, which is okay. interesting. Okay, wait, wait. There are two things that happen right up top. Number one, they're floating in a pool and Seth makes the lamest joke about how they should go lose their virginity together, which 
it's like a joke written by an adult, but also like no teen is like, should we go, should we hit the road and go lose our virginity? No, and also Ryan doesn't say anything because like, I'm pretty sure Ryan's boned before. I don't know no, as a person like pretty seen obvious. This show. I yeah. actually thought that it, it was sort of a perfect line because Seth is so clueless but so a dork. desperately wants to be cool that to him saying something like, let's go on a road trip and lose our virginity. Like in his head, it's like, oh, this is what a cool kid would say, even though it's deeply uncool and weird. To so say. uncool. So deeply uncool, Dory. Hard agree. Now cut to the moment you just mentioned when they're making, it's like this weird kind of gaslighting and selling out of the mom. Yeah. It just had like it just had like just like light misogyny tones, you know, just like totally. we're gonna, like this is first of all the mom's the fucking breadwinner of the family. She's building houses. Okay, but wait and, a second, hold on. Let's play this. Can well, we play okay. this? Oh yeah, let's let's play this, and then I have something to say about the mom, um, about Kirsten. I mean, she does have inherited wealth. I will say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. How was your swim? It was great. Is there sexual tension between them, or am I just a perv? It's a model home. I mean, you're not a perv. Perving is great, but I don't. I don't see it. I, okay. I build them. Well, the real ones, not that one. Can you build me one? <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. Thanks. So, last supper, huh? Sorry. Bad joke. It's just a laugh ride around here. This all looks really good. Yeah, it's too bad you're leaving. We never eat like this. That's not true. I cook all the time. (gasps) Dad. I'm sorry, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just eat. And we're not saying we want you to cook more. Oh, hell no. You remember the meatloaf incident of 98? That was brisket. Yeah, that's my point. Exactly. Okay. I found that obnoxious. Yeah, I I didn't think it was great. Like, I didn't think it was great. Give, let Give the mom a fucking break for like, like, she probably does all the unseen labor in that house. Yes, although they do have a housekeeper. Do they? Does that get established? Yeah, didn't we? I think we met her in the first episode. We briefly meet her. I think you're right. Okay. But still, the men need to shut up in this the house. The men definitely need to shut up in this house. But I think also we learn in this episode that Kirsten is a real estate development Nepo baby. She's a, you're, You know what? You're so right. She is a Nepo baby because, spoiler alert, she's given money to Marissa's dad. We'll get there. But also this but, like this this also makes their wealth make a little bit more sense. Right, it's nepo baby money. It's nepo baby money. They're living in this mansion on the beach in in Newport. Um and because yeah, even if she was like a successful real estate developer, I mean, she's what, like 40 at this point? Like she's not that old and her husband is a public defender. So you know, I had sort of forgotten all the details and I was kind of like, wow, she's made a lot of money really fast. And then, 
now that and then I was reminded, oh right, of course, her dad who comes in in a few episodes, who was like, Whoo, Kate, you're gonna have a lot to say about Caleb. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> so I did want to note, like after this scene, we basically learn that Seth comes up with a plan so that Ryan doesn't have to go to the group home. And as they head outside to execute the plan, who do they run into but Marissa Cooper, who this time she's not waiting for a ride outside. She's taking her own car that she didn't have in the first episode. In the first episode, she was always waiting for a ride. Now she has a Jeep, and she's going to Summer's birthday party. Yeah, I was also confused by this. I was like, where was Marissa's car in the first episode? <laughs> because like, she's Wasn't constantly... Wasn't helpful to the plot. No, not... Right, exactly. Um, I also I also just want to point out that, you know, this... this These first like four or five minutes of the episode in the cold open before the credits run, they're like really laying it on thick with the the themes, right? Like, it's like Ryan has no home but kirsten builds big homes <laughs> but nobody's living she's so she's this empty model house right yeah. she's got this huge mansion model house that's just sitting empty because of the contractors right and it's like and it's like okay we get it yeah and and i just feel like they are they're really I, I feel like they're kind of trying to paint Kirsten as like very out of touch. Yeah. You know, why is she the scapegoat? Well, someone has to be the scapegoat. Yeah. I'm no fan of hers, but I kind of do feel like there's a lot of like using her as the, I don't know, kind of picking on her through, like she has to be the bad guy. Yeah. She has to totally be the bad cop. Totally. And Sandy is like the cool dad. Yeah, with a heart of gold and like yes. he reiterates over and over again the reason he's taken such a liking to Ryan because Ryan was just like him or he was, you know, like he needed someone to save him and now he's trying to save Ryan. Yes. Okay, can we note what I think is one of the creepiest parts of this show so far? To hear the rest of this episode, visit patreon.com slash forever35. 